Hello, welcome to the Sarah Sloan Show. You are listening to Sarah Sloan. This is the Sarah Sloan Show. Sorry to be repetitive, but it's kind of just what I do. I'm joined here with my father. This is going to be a bit of a, a different thing just because we are looking back. So this is a bit more historical in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, the topic of discussion is going to be Sarah Palin being interviewed by Katie Couric. You either know about this or you don't, or maybe you heard something about it, but it was a big deal. And that's why I really didn't want to do this without my dad, just because he was paying attention to the news during that time. I just heard about it, but I was younger. I just didn't really pay attention. You were in kindergarten. Yeah. Well, I couldn't help it. No, I wasn't. Uh, (laughs) I was uh, 11. I was 11 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just about the same. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So we we have a lot of like really good clips. You're going to hear some of this interview, but kind of the premise of it was that John McCain was running against Barack Obama, and this was for the 08 election, and everybody loved Obama, first, uh, you know, black president, um, Mm -hmm. you know, young, charismatic, good speaker, and then McCain, older, older guy, but a war vet, uh, yeah, a war hero. Yes. Um, POW. Yes, yes, yes. And then he, he was just boring in comparison to Obama. So I think to mix it up, he picked Sarah Palin, a governor of Alaska. Um, yeah, basically she was the governor of Alaska. She's young, she's attractive, and uh, she really seems to excite the base. And so... She was just so popular. Am I right about this? Right. You know, I think he had a lot of strategy in choosing her, and part of it was a surprise. Yeah. You know, he um, didn't pick somebody that was that well-known. I think, you know, she probably was a rising star, but still not too well-known at that point. Definitely. And I think that this was really kind of looking like a bit of a threat for the Obama team. So... If you know anything about Katie Couric, she's been in journalism for a long time, and she has this reputation of being a really tough interviewer. Um, And then, yeah, to kind of give an example of this, even in a movie that I recently watched with uh, Kevin James, he it's this movie where he writes this fiction novel of him and just his war. Uh, stories but it's fiction it's all made up he's never done any of this and basically his publisher marks it as non-fiction and so it's a lie and he's having to pretend that these were all his stories just because he's it's the book is making so much money and it's just like it's just such a big lie and it's snowballing and so he's interviewed by katie couric on the movie and even on the movie she is just like coming at him just with the toughest questions and you kind of have to argue like is this is this a good thing or a bad thing for me my issue with it and you're gonna see she does a very tough interview with Sarah Palin we're gonna play clips of it um my issue of course is just always thinking you would never do this with a a Democrat Mm -hmm. I've never Mm -hmm. seen her do it with a Democrat does she no yeah and that's where I'm frustrated I am fine with good journalism and tough pointing questions. I think we need more of that, but don't do it with just one party. Mm-hmm. It's just so dumb. So it was a takedown interview. Oh, for sure. And it succeeded. It really did. Mm-hmm. It, 
uh, let's let's just play the clip so you can hear some and we'll do uh, a lot more discussion after that you've said quote john mccain will reform the way wall street does business other than supporting stricter regulations of fannie mae and freddie mac two years ago can you give us any more examples of his leading the charge for more oversight I think that the example that you just cited with his warnings two years ago about Fannie and Freddie, that, that's paramount. That's more than a heck of a lot of other senators and representatives did for us. But he's been in Congress for 26 years. He's been chairman of the Powerful Commerce Committee, and he is almost always cited with less regulation, not more. He's also known as the Maverick, though, taking shots from his own party and certainly taking shots from the other party, trying to get people to understand what he's been talking about, the need to reform government. I'm just going to ask you one more time not to belabor the point. Specific examples in his 26 years of pushing for more regulation. I'll try to find you some and I'll bring them to you. And when it comes to establishing your worldview, I was curious, what newspapers and magazines did you regularly read before you were tapped for this to stay informed and to understand the I've world? read most of them, again, with a great appreciation for the press, for the media. But like what coming, specifically? I'm curious that you... Um, all of them, any of them that um, have... have been in front of me over all these years. Um, I, have a a I have a vast variety of sources. Governor Palin, are you two on the same page? We almost? had a great discussion with President Zadari as we talked about what it is that America can and should be doing. To you know what, look, I'm going to stop it there because we'll play more of this a little bit uh, later on. Um, thoughts? Yeah, well, she wanted names of publications. Oh, yeah, of and course. And Sarah Palin didn't have them. That was, you know, kind of disappointing. You know, I, I think there really probably was no way that Sarah Palin could have been prepared for this. Uh, you know, if it was just a short amount of time in advance. <clears throat> and I don't know, maybe she felt like she had to do it. Maybe that was a mistake. Yeah, so, um, okay, might as well. Let's see. Yes, yeah, so I, I did a lot of uh, research for this, and um, I'll, I'll play this to kind of give an explanation to what you were saying. To establishing your worldview, I was curious, what newspapers and magazines did you regularly read before you were tapped for this to stay informed and to understand the I've world? I've read most of them, again, with a great appreciation for the press, for the media. But like what coming, specifically? I'm curious that you... Um, all of them, any of them that um, have, have been in front of me over all these years. Um, I, have a a I have a vast variety of sources. I made the case to her that, in my view, the reason that that interview was a failure was because she did not prepare for it. Uh, she was focused that morning on answering 10 written questions from a small newspaper in Alaska called the Matsu Valley Frontiersman. So the morning of the Katie Kirk interview, she wasn't focused on the Katie Kirk interview. She was thinking about this questionnaire from a, a small local newspaper? Absolutely. She has said herself, you know, since she could have done a better job there. And I made the point that she's not the first politician to have had a bad interview, that we needed to move on. She has said that she felt the Katie Kirk interview was, she thought Katie Kirk was kind of going for gotcha questions and uh, making unfair assumptions. I think that there is 
legitimate grounds to criticize the media coverage, both of Governor Palin and of the campaign in general. Um, I will go to my deathbed believing that Senator McCain was covered as unfairly in this race as you could possibly be covered. The media as a whole was in love with Senator Obama and with the prospect of him becoming president of the United States. That being said, I don't think that Katie Couric asked a single unfair question in that interview. Sarah Palin just wasn't prepared. She was not prepared for the interview because she didn't prepare for the interview. Yeah, so <laughs> he kind of gives some explanation to that. And I think that you could definitely see that that was the case. She just wasn't prepared. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, it, it would be very difficult to prepare <clears throat> without any knowledge of what the questions would be. Uh, I, you know, I, I guess I would venture to say preparation for something like that takes years. It takes your life uh, to some degree. It's not, okay, let's take a week and prepare. How can you anticipate what the questions would be? I don't know. Maybe you would have people there that would throw out questions and they might, you know, get a couple of them right. But there could be so many different questions. Yeah, I, I agree because I was even thinking for myself, like, okay, you're going to be the vice president of the United States. You need to know a lot. You need, mm -hmm. you, you should, if you don't know anything, that's scary. Um, but how much do you need to know? Do you need to know every last little detail of every little thing? Because if that's the case, we could do that with anything. We can, I can ask you a bunch of questions that I know you don't know the answer to. And it makes you look like a buffoon. You could do the same to me. And you just mm -hmm. ask things that you, you know the person doesn't know the answer to. Mm -hmm. If you don't know something, you look dumb. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think I've seen this in the past, names of world leaders. <clears throat> you know, you could probably get past China and Russia, but, you know, you, you move on to India and Pakistan and, you know, can you call out their names? It, it, and you just go down the list, you know, Australia and Canada and Mexico yeah, right. and, and, oh, you, you're going to be the vice president and you don't even know. But the truth of the matter is what about Biden and Obama? You know, of course, Biden really, to some degree, as vice president, he was in the mix of government <clears throat> for so long, for his whole career. So you would think, um, barring early onset, that he would, you know, know a lot of those names just because he's in that uh, at a national level <clears throat> compared to Palin, who's really just dealing with the state. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, I don't really think she had much opportunity to pivot to being a state versus federal, you know, national leader. And so, although he said she didn't prepare, I would, you know, question how easy that would have been. I, I agree. And yeah, it, it really is a tough thing. Um, this is one part of the interview where basically it's McCain and Palin together with Katie Couric. And it, begins to look just like McCain is having to step in and defend her. Do you remember this part of the interview? No. Well, you're going to hear it. So, um, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. There's one stuff. part that 
I do remember. And, you know, the Bush Doctrine one, I don't know if you're going to get to that. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> but but that, I you know, in spite of what the, I don't know, who was that that was just speaking? I think he was a Republican strategist and he was oh, okay. on the team. I, I feel like that question was unfair. Okay. You know, yeah. asking her about that. Because I don't think it was real clear what that was. So it just made her look like an idiot that she didn't even know what it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, with the publications, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to play a clip later on where she kind of gives her response to why mm. she answered the way that she did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is interesting as well. So here's some more of the interview. Over the weekend, Governor Palin, you said the U.S. should. Ah, I do this all the time. I listen to things at two times the speed and then I, I play them that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely launch cross-border attacks from Afghanistan into Pakistan to, quote, stop the terrorists from coming any further in. Now, that's almost the exact position Barack Obama has taken and that you, Senator McCain, have criticized as something you do not say out loud. So, Governor Palin, are you two on the same page? We had a great discussion with President Zadari as we talked about what it is that America can and should be doing together to make sure that the terrorists do not cross borders and do not ultimately put themselves in a position of attacking America again or her allies. And we will do what we have to do to secure the United States of America and her allies. Is that something you shouldn't say out loud, Senator McCain? Of course not, but look, I understand this day and age gotcha journalism. Is that a pizza place? In a conversation with someone who you didn't hear hear the question very well, you don't know the context of the conversation, grab a phrase. Governor Palin and I agree that you don't announce that you're going to attack another country. Are you sorry you said it, Governor? uh, Wait a minute. Before you say, is she sorry she said it, this was a gotcha soundbite. It wasn't a a gotcha. She was talking to a voter. She was in a conversation with a group of people and talking back and forth. And I'll let uh, Governor Palin speak for herself. In fact, you're absolutely right on. In the context, this was a a voter, a constituent, hollering out a question from across an area asking, what are you going to do about Pakistan? You better have an answer to Pakistan. I said, we're going to do what we have to do to protect the United States of America. You were pretty specific about what you wanted to do. Well, as Senator McCain is suggesting here also, never would our administration get out there and show our cards to terrorists, in this case to enemies, and let them know what the game plan was, not when that could ultimately adversely affect a plan to keep America secure. What did you learn from that experience? That this is all about gotcha journalism. A lot of it (laughs) is, but that's okay too. Governor Palin, since our last interview, you've gotten a lot of flack. Some Republicans have said you're not prepared, you're not ready for prime time. People have questioned your readiness since that interview, and I'm curious to hear your reaction. Well, not only am I ready, but willing and able to serve as vice president with Senator McCain if Americans so bless us and privilege us with the opportunity of serving them. Ready with my executive experience as a city mayor and manager, as a governor, as a commissioner, a regulator of oil and gas. This is not the first time that I've seen a governor being questioned by some, uh, (laughs) quote, expert. Uh, I remember that Ronald Reagan was a cowboy. President Clinton was a uh, governor of a very small state that uh, had no experience either. In fact, I remember how easy it was going to be for Bush one to defeat him. I still recall, whoops, uh, that one. But the point is, uh, I've seen uh, underestimation before. I'm very proud of the excitement that uh, Governor Palin has ignited 
uh, with our party and around this country. It is a, a level of excitement, enthusiasm, frankly, that I haven't seen before, and I'd like to attribute it to me. But the fact is that she has done an incredible job, and I'm so proud of the work that she's doing. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of uh, spin and spin again, and of course Katie is trying to spin it in the most in the worst way, and focus on negativity and uh, just bringing her down. And yeah, in other words, she's saying, "I succeeded! I succeeded!" Uh, so anyway, it's it's uh, so apparent, and the double standard is right out there. Yeah, it just like. She's trying to make her look so stupid. Mm -hmm. And and that's, I hate to say it, but, um, you know, women are all, women like her especially are like, we need to raise up women. We need to protect women. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Everything that she's doing is, you're stupid. You're dumb. You don't know this. You don't know that. Mm -hmm. uh, how does that make any sense? Mm. And, and then she's like, well, uh, are you kind of sorry for what you did? Uh, you guys aren't on the same page. Just trying to make everything mm, look mm -hmm. so bad. Mm -hmm. And we can all do that. Mm -hmm. it, you Basically, yeah, like I said, we can all do that. But you have to get in a pretty ugly place in your mind to be able to do mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And that's what Katie Couric is a master of doing. Mm -hmm. And she's very, very smart with it. Mm -hmm. I have to give her that. Um, here, let's see. Maybe play. Yeah, let's play a little bit more of the interview. Um You've cited Alaska's proximity to Russia mm -hmm. as part of your foreign policy experience. What did you mean by that? That Alaska has a very narrow maritime border between a foreign country, Russia, and on our other side, the land uh, boundary that we have with uh, Canada. It, it's funny that a comment like that was uh, kind of made to, uh, care, I don't know, you know, reporters. Mocked. Yeah, mocked, I guess that's the word, yeah. Um, well, explain to me why that enhances your foreign policy credentials. Well, it certainly does because our our next door neighbors are foreign countries. They're in the state that I am the executive of. And have you ever been in involved with any negotiations, for example, with the Russians? We have trade missions back and forth. We we do. It's very important when when you consider even national security issues with Russia as. Putin rears his head and, and uh, comes into the airspace of the United States of America. Where, where do they go? It, it's Alaska. It's just right over the border. It is from Alaska that we send those out to make sure that an eye is being kept on this very powerful nation, Russia, because they are right there. They are right next to, um, to our state. Yeah, so this was the infamous, I could see Russia from my house. Mm. As you can uh, see, she didn't say that yeah. in the interview. Um, that is a classic lie. We are actually going to do a part two of this discussion, and I'm going to play the clip yeah. for SNL. SNL did a video portrayal, a parody of this, and, and it was funny. It was funny, um, but they say, I can see Russia from my house, and it's amazing because people actually believe that's what she said. Mm. But you heard right here, she didn't say that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, I will admit, what she said mm. in this section was was dumb. Right. You know, 
but once again, she's being asked some t- like very tough questions. And if you say no to it, then it's just, she has no experience with mm. foreign policy mm-hmm. and she will not protect us, blah, 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 blah. And you're thinking, community organizer from Chicago? He's got all that? Yeah, so true. A very short time as a senator. He, so true. Nothing, and they didn't even, they nothing, didn't even, yeah. Didn't even question that. Yeah. So double standard. Yeah, the double standard is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good that we see this and that we revisit this history. So mm-hmm. um, we are going to. By the oh, way, here's ahead. one Sorry. of my um, quirky puns. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> we just felt throughout, you know, Sarah Palin was introduced and the media, through the media, she was impaled. Wow, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that. Oh. That was so good. Why, why aren't you a stand-up comedian? <laughs> Katie Kirk was a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to do a part two of this discussion. So tune in for the next episode. Have a great day.